Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, the F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And those F-150s, they're going to be in the late trope 500 tomorrow because we are less than 24 hours from hitting hitting the switch, just lighting it up, and going down Route 30 back to the Berg. Max, we are so close to the late trope 500. It is that close. It if is. you could see his it's... two long fingers, because your hands are so much longer than mine. I mean, they're longer, Yeah, but they're very close together, right? Yes, they are right <laughs> Because now. we're that the, close. <laughs> the index finger and the thumb are like half an inch apart. Yeah. We are so close to lighten it up. And i got to tell you something. It's been a terrific camp. It's been Kind of a quiet camp, if you ask me. Think about years past. Think about the quarterback derby going on last year. A lot of other things going on, and yet here we are. What do you? What's your overall take? So, you know, as I look at it and I kind of take stock, right? Because, I mean, technically we still have two more practices. Right, today and tomorrow. And, and one more show up here. Yes. It's, it, you know, it, it's, it's crazy to think how fast it's gone. Are you going to Sharky's tonight with, uh, with Reagan? Uh, yes. Because you know what's on, on, on uh, we, we got to have. I got to have that fat guy. Yes, you do have to have the fat guy delight, yeah. Wolf. Oh, I've had two. So I, I, you had two already? I've had two since I've been up at camp. Zooks, man, I didn't know you went yeah. for a, you didn't do a double. No, right? I did okay. not do a double. No, I had to take a week in between. Uh, <laughs> you had to work it off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. My cholesterol level needed a break. Just shot up to <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I, I am more than happy to watch you, and I can get, like, some stuffed peppers or something. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to have but, to have at it tonight. Yeah. No, hey, please, please do. Please do. And it's going to tr- – trust me, you're going to love it. Oh, I'm excited. You're going to love it. You know what? I feel like doing the truffle shuffle. You there know, we Goonies? go. Oh, yeah, oh. absolutely. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah be a Goonies nerd on that. Yes. Yes, truffle shuffle. Oh, that works. That's right. Entertained Chunk, didn't it? Uh, <laughs> Chunk was great. Oh, I love Chunk. Yeah. You hey, you guys. <laughs> that, was, that was a good imitation. Yeah. So, you know, um, but observations just from camp. I mean, it's gone by so fast, but, man, have we seen really a lot. And when you're thinking about what this team can be, some of, you know, just the surprises in camp. I think Spencer Anderson – who captivated my mind like day one and yes. ha- has totally encapsulated both of us as offensive linemen. Yes. Um, his progression, his you know maturity for a young guy is is amazing. Um, I think another one would be Keanu Benton uh, as a as a young player, the power, the explosiveness that he has. Let me ask you this, all yeah. right? Because uh, Jerry Dulac posed this question or was a 
it was Bob Labriola last night. Anyhow, I was listening to the guys. The boys were over at Dino's, having at it. But, you know, they were saying, what a quiet camp. There hasn't even really been a, a fight. Yeah. You know, and you sit there and go, you know, I'm not sure there's even been a major disagreement here. Does that is that consternation? Does that worry you at all, or is it just these are? It's a very mature team. I th- I think I think it shows maturity, and also the defensive guys are older than the offensive guys. That's a good point. So <laughs> yeah, there is maturity there. Yeah. So there, so that lets you know that when you the defense is older than the offense, fights tend to happen a little bit less. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, if everybody's young. Well, then again, back in the 80s, that was an aging Steelers defense, but they were still pretty rascally. What, what is the, what, what, it's Joe, a difference. Yeah, it's I was going to say, Joe Green, I mean, listen, he looks like he still wants to fight when you see him today. I know. You I know still, what I'm saying? <laughs> I still kind of keep, you know, I distance a little bit. Just yeah. if he gives me the side eye, like, you know, hey, Joe, how you doing? What do you think of, you know, training camp? We'll give you the side eye. Like, oh, okay, I'll just kind of move. Yeah, you know, I, let me just stay six feet, you know, a distance. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> such an awesome dude, man. But, I mean, but amazing man. But I mean, like those guys were—they were just built. They were built for for a fight at any moment. Um, yeah, you know, today right. today's NFL player makes business decisions. <laughs> you know what? That's exactly true. <laughs> yes. The one difference between that early era and now is there was no such thing as business decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so I think that's kind of where you're at. I mean. I you know and, and even like when I when I, when you know when I tune in and I'm checking out shows and stuff and they're showing like the um, the scrimmages the, what the, what are they called the joint practices yeah joint practices yeah I mean there there's some fights there but I realize you know I, like I was watching I think it was Ravens and somebody else and and Mark Andrews literally like slammed the guy in the ground like yep. after the play yeah you know and, but that's like stupid that's yeah. like stupidity and well, so that's frustration yeah you know if you're getting your butt waxed. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, but you know, to have the O line D line type of fights, I mean, those are those are natural mishaps and miscues. But yeah, they happen. Yeah, when you see a tight end going and slamming a linebacker trying to get back at him from, I mean, I, yeah, I'm glad we don't have those type of fights. But it's like if if they're like if Joey Porter and George Pickens got into it, right? Correct. It'd be justified. I, I, I'd have no problem with that. They've been go- because they they're just super competitive with each other. And they were yesterday too. Yeah, yes. jo- Joey had a good day yesterday he against did. George. He came back. That, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll bit get into that a little bit later. But but that, that's where I'm like, I could see when it's that. But when it's like kind of out of the blue or you know just for the sake of it, you know, yeah, that, those are the ones where I'm like, eh, I'm glad we never joint practiced. Yeah, I, and I, really, I think Mike's influence over the years. What was it? Rule number six: yeah. Thou shalt not fight thy teammate, or something like that. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah, no, it was Commandment Five. Oh, Commandment, commandment Five. five. Uh, you know what? I, I get mixed up. But yeah, I think over the years, yeah, you know, guys that have been around a long time, they take that to heart, and it's something that. And I'm not saying that you gotta fight. It. I, I came in an era where there was always a gatekeeper at every level of football I went up through. There's always somebody there that is going to test whatever young guy is coming along. And in the trenches, that's just what it is. All right? You know, that's it's like I told my brother Ron. He said, what, what's the three? What, what what would you say about going to the training camp? I said, number one, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to hear from a rookie. Number two, treat everyone from the owner down to whoever's cleaning up in the kitchen with respect. Everybody deserves respect, mm-hmm. whatever they're doing. Number three, 
pick a fight with the toughest guy in camp. <laughs> prison rules. I got to get you noticed, you know? Yeah, prison rules. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But, oh. but, but you're, you're right. I mean, yeah. I mean, but it's no longer that is no. what I'm saying. Yeah, like my rookie year when I came in, right, we – we literally had shirts made, Wolf, <laughs> that said Fight Club on yeah. it. <laughs> yep, yep. The first rule of Fight Club. Don't talk about Fight Club. You don't club. talk about Fight Just do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just do. All right. We just, so, we just do around Yeah, we just do it. Whatever it is. <laughs> it is. We just do no it. No doubt about it. <laughs> yeah. But we've Sorry, seen Nike. highly competitive practices. <laughs> yes. There's no doubt about that. And I think. In a way, it speaks, like you said, to the maturation of the guys. I think it's also, uh, again, part of Mike's message over the years. And certainly, it, it's not a waste of time. Because <laughs> really, when you look at it, it's really a waste of time. <laughs> or a lot, lot of wasted effort. That was a lot, definitely a lot of wasted energy. Well, you think that, about that, it. Yeah. The Buff that. Bills are coming in hot. They, yeah. just, they had a helmet swinging incident, which is totally stupid. Yeah. You know, up at their training camp. Remember yeah. Flo Zell? Uh-huh. Remember? Listen, Big Flo was the largest human he, being. He pulled that helmet off of somebody, and my only thought was, oh, I hope their head isn't in it. Yeah. <laughs> the way he just grabbed somebody's face. I can't even remember. Now, his, his face started in it, and then Flo Zell ripped the helmet oh, off I of know. his head with the chin strap still in place, by the way. Yes. I, I was like, either you didn't strap it up big enough, or he yanked it with such force your chin didn't know that it was detached from the chin strap. <laughs> I was like, holy hell. I mean, because oh. you talk yeah. about I have, like, big hands. Yes. Like, Flozell has bigger hands than me. Oh, man, he was an extraordinarily large human being. Yeah, he was about an inch taller than me. Yeah. And we're not going to mention the weight differential. He was definitely bigger. Hefty heavy. Hefty heavy. <laughs> yeah, he, he came along there. Yes, indeed. Yeah. But certainly, you know, the thing about it is, you know, that's a dangerous thing, though. You start swinging a helmet around. I remember when Lyle Zato pulled Chris Ward's helmet off and threw it at him. And that was, like, totally mental. Well, remember Kyle Turley? Oh, Kyle Turley. Yeah, Kyle yeah. Turley did more, that. In more too. recent times. Yeah. yeah, more recent times. Yeah, Kyle Turley did that. I forgot about in that. In a game. So, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we won't mention the other one. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So moving along. So it has happened, but it has uh, happened. Yes, but yeah, but I mean, you know, guys have to learn to compose themselves. They do indeed. To agree, I, and listen, I get it. I've been there. It's a test. It's testosterone driven, oh, right? It is. And, and you get sick of each other too. Hitting yeah, you get the same sick. guy over and yeah, over, over and over. And you know the one guy's like ticks. I mean, trust me. Listen, listen. I despised having to go against Chris Hokey when I was a player. Mm, okay. In practice. Why so? Because, Hoke, Hoke, first of all, Hokey Bro knew all the offensive plays. Okay, yeah. So, when you have an interior defensive lineman that knows the plays on a Thursday, <laughs> all pro Thursday. For, oh, was, he, was Hokey pulling all pro Thursday? Oh, oh my God. We got to call him out. He was cheating the plays. Oh, and, we got to call him and out. I'm just Next like, time I, we're going to uh, see him probably this weekend. Yeah, we'll see him this weekend. Yeah, for sure. All right, oh, Hokey Bro, man. And it was one of the things that I was just like, I was like, okay, I got Hokey, bro. He knows what he knows our inside zone calls. So no matter what we do, so I'm just you know you just got to live with it and just it made you work hard. But it was just like one of those things, you know, right? You're bruised up and you know it's a day you're just not feeling it. Yeah. 
Yeah, but Hokey Bro that. is always feeling it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. always having a day every Thursday. He was just one of those guys that hustled all the time. Yeah, know? he was. Uh, yeah, so I mean, so you knew what you were getting with Hokey Bro. I mean, and and Silverback or James Harrison, um, you know, James was the same way. But I, but you knew what James was because James just had one speed of practice. Yeah, right, right. So you kind of knew what to expect. Kendrell Bell, I knew what to expect. It wasn't like. Oh, he's trying hard to embarrass no. me where I would take it personal. No. It was just, that's just who they were. And so, yeah, but Hokey Bro, man, Hokey Bro would get him under that. And then, <laughs> and then, and then be like, whoa, 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 when you do get him. I was like, you can't say whoa, 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 when you've been in sicket mode the whole time in practice. I, and I know, finally get I know. You. Come on, come yeah. on, come on. Yeah. Well, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It is. You it know, is. but the thing about it is now you're, we're almost through it. Um, this has been, again, a, a pretty straightforward camp. I mean, I'm trying to think of – there's not even been kerfluffles here and there. Um, there's not any – you know, the competition's been great. You know, we've seen Dan Moore, Rojo, Roderick Jones going yeah. at it. You know, we've seen Spencer Anderson, as you uh, talked about earlier. We've seen the emergence of, of uh, uh, Keanu Benton. Keanu uh, Neal in practice. Oh, man. Oh, Welcome back to practice, Hello. Mr. Neal. Hello, Mr. Neal. He really, Ooh. oh, man, he had a nice nice little onset of practice there. Um, you know, as we get moving along, we're seeing people like Mark Robinson emerge, you know. Mark has been great. Oh, he Mark has, has been, been indeed. Great. He's matured a lot from day one to where we're at today. I've just seen it just within that, being in that linebacker room and those other pros in there with him. Man, it's been, it's been great to watch. You know, and here's the thing about it, too. I look at uh, the offense as, as it's progressed. And by golly, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do again this weekend. But, you know, we're seeing the ball go down the field. We're seeing the ball thrown over the middle. We're seeing the ball run. We're seeing screen passes. We're seeing play action passes. We're seeing under center snappages, you yeah. know. I mean, we're seeing a lot of good stuff that we were talking about last year, which, you know, is difficult midstream to, you know, institute. And, and, you know, in mass in an offense with a rookie quarterback, now with the whole offseason, you know, Kenny, Kenny just looks like, uh, you know, the guy. Yeah, it's been a lot of good mixology. Mixology. In the offense. Oh, yeah. Mixology. Um, you know, I, I think Kenny. You know Kenny, what I like mixology? What was that? That's plain M&Ms and peanut M&Ms. That's good mixology right there. Yeah, I can see that's, that. But it's a larger chocolate to peanut ratio, though. Well, you know, but it is. That's, yeah, but it's nice. But it's, it, a, it's a good change. So you know, you know, Eminem's does those mix bags now. No. Yeah. So if you ever go to like really? sheets or something, they're called they're called the Eminem mix. So they'll do like chocolate, uh, the peanut Eminems, and peanut butter Eminems, oh. all in one little bag. I did not know this. Yes, and then they have some with the other mixes. Like I think it's the brownie and the peanut butter ones. Mm. Yeah. So mm, does that sound good? It, it is good. So that has been that has been that's marketing. something I've been missing out. Yeah, on. you've been missing out on that one. Uh, but you're right. I mean, as I look at this progression, I think also Darnell Washington. Watching him in camp, watch that tight end room. Yes, Rodney Williams. How about the emergence of Rodney Williams? Man, he has he has he has just grown by leaps and bounds, man. I mean, and and it, it's fun to see when young guys when the light turns on. Anthony McFarlane. Yes, has been another an guy. Absolute. I mean, he's he's been number two on the speed chart, you know, because Calvin Austin getting now a training camp under his belt a year later, 
We're seeing been, what that dude can do. We're seeing what he can do, and then also seeing just, you know, just how fast this dude is. Love it. And so, I mean, so there's been a lot to be excited about in camp. I know, um, you know, we're going to go through it. But, I mean, just the highlights of, of those names alone has just been, like, fantastic. It has been. And, again, like I said, as you watch the emergence of this offense with everything from the throwing over the middle to throwing the long ball to throwing the screens. And, not you know, the thing about it is it's not just those wide receiver screens or anything like that no. or the jet motion stuff. What we're seeing is, you know, a variation on the screen thing. Even a tight end screen, which I think is just tremendous because I think we've yeah. got some guys that can do that. And certainly, you know, one of the things you could do with Adam is, is a 12 personnel, which would be kind of interesting. Or 13. A thir- <laughs> you know, whoever thought you'd sit there and go, yeah, you could run that out of 13. Exactly. I was like, hey, like 13 is a viable option on a drive. <laughs> it is. It really is. And you could do that out in the middle of the field. Yes. You know what I mean? It's not just coming out of your end or – Going down to the low, you know, into a, a low red zone type thing, but the the ability of these guys, the playmaker ability of the tight end room, is um, significant. I think this year. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is a truly, a, I mean, an awesome assortment of skills. Yeah, and and has to do a lot with body parts too, like uh, as in size. Yes, I was about to say the size <laughs> is a big influence, and you could go really tall. Yes. Or not so tall. Yes. Yes. That, that that's that that's about the range we have with them. I mean, you've got from what six seven to five eleven in the tight end room. That, that's, that's that's a market six, difference. Six seven. No, no. Six nine to five. But six seven sounds better. Six seven to five eleven. That's it. Just rhymes, rhymes right? Yeah. Seven eleven. Seven eleven. Oh man. Yeah, but, no doubt about it. But you're, you're right. Yeah. It, 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 so it provides. A good mix of guys. I'm sorry, six foot nine. You're correct. That was Zach Gentry, six nine. I keep forgetting that. Wow. We, we, I'm used to calling. We're calling him six twelve. Well, if he slumps, he's six seven. Okay. So well, how about six twelve to five eleven? Yeah. There you go. Six twelve. Yeah, I like that's 11. better. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> that's even better. But um, but no, I mean that group and what they've been able to do and how they've progressed as a unit has been fun to watch. Um, wide receiver room. A lot of great competition in that room. Um, even when you add a new face and veteran Allen Robinson, um, the young guys are just exciting to watch. Um, Grand Prix, Grand Prix, Grand Prix, GP, Grand GP, Prix, GP Grand Prix is uh, <clears throat> is always a, a highlight reel waiting to happen. Boy, is he ever! Yeah, eighteen is just—he's the technician, man. He is just—he's—he's he's just. Deontay is—he's got it going. He's got—he's—he's yep. got, he's got it going, and then to see, like you said, Calvin Austin in that room. Um, his explosiveness, I think also, you know, Cody White, even though he had, had a, you know, didn't have a great night in camp or in Buccaneers uh, the game, but in camp has right. been awesome. Yes, um, he has. Yeah, Miles Boykin um, has been has been a surprise. Des pa- Fitzpatrick, another one. That kid, that kid's he's just, done well. He's he done made really some plays well. out here yesterday. I think yeah, it was. and made some special teams plays in as well in yes. the game. So. You know, so there's just been so much offensively because I think because we were so deprived last year because it was just such a transition. Yes. Um, and you had the quarterback battle, then you had the quarterback switch. So to have the quarterback kind of in place 
has just kind of smoothed out everything and elevated everybody else's game at the other positions because there is continuity, right? Yes. You know, you're talking about the flow of leadership. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes life a lot easier. Um, and, yeah, that quarterback room has been fun to watch. I mean, all three, you know, all three of the top three, and then, of course, Tanner Morgan getting some actual snaps um, was big, but – yeah, watching watching Mason. Mason was aggressive in the game. Mason's oh, yeah. made some good throws out here in practice. Mitch has been Mitch. Um, so it, it's just been really fun to watch a back and forth with the offense and defense where it's not just dominated by one or the other. Look at the ground screw, how neat he's Dude, doing Dude, he is freehanding the numbers. That is amazing. That is a skill how do set. do do that? I would have that all over myself. Yeah, I, I believe that. Yeah. You, 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 were you a paint-by-numbers guy? No, I'm not very good at Stuff like that. Or, or staying in lines. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. You got to stay within the borders. I, I struggled a little bit in kindergarten, but I got it down after a while. Yeah, I but mean, this guy, he's, he's, he's all cool. over it. Yeah. He, he's quick. Look at that. Look at the half moons. Yeah. Boom. Dot, dot. Yeah. Th- you know, that would get to your blow back after a while, I think, though. Yeah. Well, you have to take breaks. Yeah. You have to take breaks. That would be a problem. Yeah. So. I oh, mean, which means, yes, you know what? Oh, we will is. take a break now that you mention it. We were we were taking a break before the break, though, because <laughs> we both paused. It was like staring at – it was like watching Bob Ross. <laughs> exactly. But when we come back, we're going to tell you who the home run king Yes, home run was derby this, results. Yes, and Max will have it all for you right here in the locker room. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas live from St. Vincent College. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we are back at St. Vincent's. I'm a little excited. You are. You you got a little misfire going on. I've done that, too. Yeah, we've all done that, you know. You'll have have done a big job like this. You will, and you will have engineers. I'll make sure your mic's not hot. (laughs) <laughs> so you ruined the commercial. <laughs> Way to go, Justin. Thank you, Justin, for keeping us uh, safe yes. and me not yelling. Corralled. Over. <laughs> zipped up. You know? Yes. But, um, but Wolf, you teased it going into the break. I'm yes, going to bring it out of the break. Home Run Derby St. Vincent's College 2023 edition is in the books. Yes. And who would be the king? So the king of SWAT for the Steelers. Um, <laughs> the king of SWAT. Like for that. the second year in a row wow. is QB number eight. Mr. Kenny Pickett wins it in dramatic fashion this year. So you took it again. in, you watched it. Kenny yeah. rises to the challenge. Yeah, so so how it – now here's the thing, though. It, it was hotly contested going into was the semifinals. It? Okay. So Kenny had the lead with 24 points. Okay. 24. Christian Kuntz, the long, long snapper. snapper, was tied with 24 points to end the first round. Okay. To go into the semis. And then you had Rex Sunahara. Another long snapper. Another long snapper. And Mitchell Trubisky, M- Money Mitch. You know, you kind of see a, a theme coming on here. You got yeah. quarterbacks, you got long snappers. You got quarterbacks who have to have good hand-eye coordination, all that sort of stuff. Then you got long snappers. Who don't do a lot during the day. <laughs> yeah, who have a lot of free time. I mean, it's, Remember Mike Schneck? He used to oh, Schneckers, man. Yeah. 
He was up here. They, his nickname was Downtime. Yes. Hey, listen, nobody took advantage more than Mike Schneck when it was, <laughs> it was a free moment. Uh, I love Schneckers. And, oh, he's a great guy. He was a tremendous long snapper for us. Good buddy. And, and yeah, so it was specialists and quarterbacks going into that. Um, and then, I mean, it was it was uh, fascinating. Uh, so Christian Coos ran out of steam. He had a, co- had a couple of nice long balls early. Okay. Um, he went yard outside the fence a couple times. But, man, when Kenny and Mitch and Rex got up there in the semifinal rounds, right. it, it was like fireworks display. Really? They were sending balls over the fence, and it was clear um, that – Who was pitching? Uh, so, they, so here's the funny thing. So it was, it was a Gies, you know Garrett Guimont, right? His son's high school baseball coach came up to do the, to do the pitching. <laughs> son's high school baseball coach. Yes. Okay. Came in to do the pitching, and it was baseballs. It wasn't like softballs or anything. Okay. So it was overhand baseball pitches. Oh, okay. So we got some real hitting out there. Yeah, real hitting. And then the finals, it was Mitch versus Kenny. Okay. Kenny goes up first. Kenny was explosive in the finals. I mean, it was it was home run derby quality. Well, he was he was a pretty good high school ball player, right? Yeah, he was. He was. And you saw it on display. So was Mitch. Okay. Mitch, Mitch was a pre, was a pretty good baseball player as well. And Kenny Kenny just was knocking the ball yard. It just it looked like he was going to be an insurmountable lead, but then here comes Mitch. Ooh. Mitch drove one, so we were on the baseball field to our left here, right above practice. Yes. And Mitch hit probably the farthest home run of the day. Really? So he he had the single long ball jack. Yeah, he almost almost hit St. Scholastica Hall. Ooh, that's a good hit. The building went across the street, landed about halfway up the green grass. So very close. But he did hit the scoreboard. On one of his home runs. No kidding. Yeah, he doinked the scoreboard. Like the natural. Of, yeah, like the natural. Robert Redford, yeah. old war memorial, just pitting the lights. And he had an opportunity to actually win the game. And he missed it, I would say, you know, w- w- when you're hitting a baseball, I mean, the difference of like a quarter wow. of an inch yeah. is the difference between a home run and a, and a really high fly ball. Right, right. And, and he hit a high foul ball on the last pitch and he was distraught because he was about to win it all he was only down by like two points because they had they have the rings out there and it counts one two and three points um for distance home runs being a three and he was two points behind so had he homered he actually would have won Wow. The contest. The contest was tight. It was super tight. The pressure was on. Pressure was on, and and Mitch just missed it. I mean, by the hair of, of a distance of being a little bit too low. Oh, and getting the pain of it, it all. Yes, it is. Oh, oh the pain. <laughs> Did, was, it, was there a trophy or anything given There up? was a baseball bat. Okay. So it was a winning bat that was a custom bat. from the. I was obviously up on the hill by right. the dorms watching okay. the display. But the bat was white with a yellow handle, like it was a custom painted Ooh. bat, and it said "Steelers Home Run Derby Champion." So, two years in a row, Kenny. Two years Pickett. in a row, KP eight. So he he got a bat last year. Man's gonna have some serious bats. He's gonna have some serious hardware. Well, you know what? He can use them if he ever has daughters. You can put them on the wall and then uh, make uh, the young guys come in to date your daughter. You say, 
You know, take that bat down, son. You put some questions on it. That's no. a buddy of mine did. Yeah, no, no, no. You just hold the bat when you open the door. <laughs> you can do that. Yeah, I yeah. got a buddy of mine. What he did was he put questions on it. Said, said like, where are you going? Uh, when will you come home? Uh, you know, all these things. And the last one was if the bearer of the bat does not comport to the questions, the owner of the bat will use it on him. There we go. <laughs> Yeah. So he's going to have a collection of bats, man. Yeah, he is. And, I mean, and, and yeah. Because he's a married dude. He's a married. Someday he's going to have some J- kids. Hopefully. Just got married, too. Yeah, he did. And it, yeah, he he, did. He, he, appar- he apparently was very busy during his off season. <laughs> so I would say. Yeah, but, uh, you know, congratulations to Kenny on winning the annual Steelers home run. See, when I, we played, it wasn't a home run derby, though. No. We play, actually played a softball game. Oh, did you? Yeah, so it was a little bit different. It was offense versus defense. Uh, softball game back in the day when I played. I guess everybody, I don't know, maybe they just didn't like playing softball anymore. Well, no, I, I think also the reason was to have a, literally a lot of your starters out there <laughs> and then a ball being swung at them and them trying to have coordination to pick up a ball and throw it. Oh. Um, they were like, you're here to play football <laughs> eventually. Right, right. But, you know, we did have fun because I actually, funny enough, I do have a great picture that Carl Roser, our team photographer, Took back in the day of me with a monster swing. I actually homered in the game. Really? Yeah, I, I was I was a decent baseball player. Wolf. Really? You I know it's going to surprise huh? you. Yeah, I, I was. I was. You I, got a big strike zone though. Big strike zone, but also I was a lefty, so I played first base. Ah, okay. And I uh, also was was a catcher my freshman and sophomore year of high school. I I, I was a terrible baseball player. Ah, uh, I uh, it, it it became I early on I realized my giftedness lay in the fact I couldn't hit anything smaller than a person. Yeah, so that makes it a little bit tough. Yeah. But here's a question, because we've heard about other, your other sports exploits. Sure. Which were you better at of the worst things? Were you better at basketball or baseball comparatively? Um, better at basketball because at least I could foul. Okay. <laughs> you can foul in baseball. You know that, right? Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> it's, it's not quite as easy. You know what I it mean? Is, it is. It is. It's but, smaller target. Yeah, I would say, you know, I was I was a – Terrible baseball player, and I was not a very good basketball player. Okay, there we go. So we, we, we yeah. elevated the basketball game. No back. doubt about it. Now, track you did, field, I was okay. Because you did have a game-winning shot. I did. Yeah, I had one that was more no, no, I, 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 I Just stop there. Just stop there. You had a game-winning shot in basketball. That's Come true. On. Let's work on the positives I won a game. here. I won a game. You did. You did. By your effort, you won a game. So let's just leave it at that. Just leave it at it's that. It's a positive. We're so, working on okay. positives here. That's just right. like at camp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm positive it was an accident yeah. when it went in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah. So, but, I mean, but that, 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 and that was a fun event because you know what I enjoyed? You saw the guys kind of hanging loose and enjoying each other's company. Everybody sitting in their That's little groups. That's part of the bonding experience. It's a man. bonding it's cool. moment. And, and listen. You know, our O-line representation, James Daniels stepped up there and took up the mantle for the offensive line. Yeah, how'd he do? Not so good. But uh, okay. uh, but he tried. <clears throat> okay. He tried, which is what Did I appreciate. Did he whiff at all? Uh, no whiffs, a lot of foul balls. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, so. There's was, a lot of mass to move around there. I mean, yeah. 
Kenny Kenny's relatively skinny compared to those yeah. guys. Well, and so Bra- he can turn around on that ball. And Braden Mann also was was it had had a decent score, had a good showing in the opening round. Well, he's a punter. Yeah. Once again, specialists did well. Yeah. Alex Highsmith was the only lefty I saw. Oh, really? Yeah. He sw- he swung lefty, so a lot. One foul ball actually went out towards us in the crowd. <laughs> it, it was like we were like, watch out, watch out! Heads up, heads <laughs> yeah. up! Everybody get down! Yeah, and uh, but uh, but it but it was it was fun watching the guys play and kind of unleash and. No, Who was the worst? The wor- There wasn't really the worst because I think everybody kind of self eliminated. If they were bad, they weren't going to get up there and swing in front of the team, anyways. So you didn't really see any any worse. See, I would have been the worst. Yeah, but but would you have agreed to go up there though? Uh, See, that's the thing. Back, well, you know what? Here's what scarred me was uh, as a player in the off season. I went with a, a, a brother-in-law. We went to a, a you know place to hit you know baseball. Oh, batting cages. Yeah, batting cages. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, really. Like, I'm just struggling there. Like, wow. Yeah, batting cages. So you put the batting cage in. He was a good high school you know player, and I, I stunk. You know, so I got up there, and so I'm trying to hit these, and he's laughing at me, you know, because I'm whiffing and tick fouls and stuff like that. Well, I get so mad, I swing really hard, and this aluminum bat comes around and hits me in the back of the head. Oh. And I overswung. Whap! Oh. Now, it stunned me. Max, it stunned me. I literally, like, was seeing stars. I like, just stood there, and then I kind of took a step or something, and that's when that bat, the uh, pitching machine just kept going. Oh God! Yeah, I took one. Uh, you know, square uh, and, and, the, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, it was in a place. That did you just was did, not, did you not see good. Jesus? Did you see Jesus in that moment? <laughs> no, no. Did the, I, the, thank God. The skies about, part. No, no, no. There was a lot of pain, though. There was a lot of pain. Yeah, we you, went down. Yeah, we, we went down. Oh man, that was. Hey, li- li- listen. That's the one thing you always have to remember. Make sure the pitching machine is out of balls before <laughs> you. Start straying across home plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you kind of lose your mind when you catch one yeah, in yeah. the wrong place. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah, you, you kind of forget where you're at. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, moving but, on. Yeah, but you know what's funny? So Ben used to have a, have a uh, batting cage at his house. Really? He probably still does um, at his new place. But huh. uh, we used to go over there. He's and, and Ben used to mess with us. He would turn it up to like eighty. I'm like, we're like Ben. We're not – this is for fun. He's like, no, 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 you got to hit it at 80. I'm like, I'm like, dude, this is, like, terrible. And so, like, me, Willie, and Trey would get in there, and it was it was embarrassing. <laughs> it was it was embarrassing. But, you know, it's funny. You never overswung and knocked, almost knocked yourself out. Never huh? did that, but I, de- I definitely got caught in the net once. Because, you know, because it was his – you know, because he had, like, this nice little, like, net thing. Right, He'd right. Pick it up and go in. It was all – and, yeah, I got caught in the nets. But it, and and Max was kung fu fighting with the net. Exactly. It, it was wow. – it Ha! How do I get out of here? Can't, 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 can't. You just start speaking in tongues, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we once played the Hollywood All Stars at Three Rivers Stadium. Yeah. And, uh, it was like they had Ralph Most from, uh, you know, uh, Happy Days. Yeah. They had, uh, you know, the the Hoover, the president of, uh, you know, an Animal House, the uh, frat. Oh frat yeah, guy. yeah. Uh-huh. They're, they're a bunch of guys like that. The guy from, uh, uh, what was it with? Um, Greece, Greece too. Uh, oh, there was okay. one of the lead guys there from Greece too, and yeah, you know, we're out there, and and so I got stuck along the, uh, you know how you play the the short right right field right by the line. That's uh-huh. where I was, uh, you know, backing up first base. Yeah, where you, you take guys that your skills aren't very good, and you hide them. So that's yeah. where they hit me. Well, you, yeah, right field is always a perfect yeah. place unless you get a lefty. 
Yeah, exactly. There's not too many lefties. Yeah. And when you play short right field, then, you know, usually the guy behind you is, is better. Is, yeah, that's the guy just in case for the strays. That's you're, right. Just, you're just really there to back up the first baseman if he misses the catch. You're just there to stay yeah. out of trouble. Is yeah, what, exactly. Basically. So then I get up to hit, and then everyone starts going with it. And this, remember, this is before a Pirates game at Three Rivers. Right? Yeah. And everyone goes, oh, big hitter, big hitter, right? No. It just – just big guy, big guy. It rolled with a back bat. to the pitcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm running towards first base, and I, I get this whole block. Please don't make me embarrass myself by having to run all the way to first base. Yeah. Just throw me out, man. Big guy in a little bat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so bad. It oh, was so bad. Yeah, no, that 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 that's truly truly hilarious. At least you got to play an all-star celebrity baseball type game well i was neither a celebrity nor was i an all-star but, but you were there there you were there <laughs> so you count on the list that's it yeah but uh you know what we're gonna count on we're gonna count on a break there you right go. now and uh we're gonna step aside we'll come back we'll talk more training camp kind of highlights and uh surprises when we come back here in the locker room wolf starks ninjas squirrels everybody's here all right we'll be back in a minute This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, it's kind of interesting, Max, but I got in a conversation with Teresa Varley yesterday. She's writing an article. You know, one of the things we were talking about was what makes Cam Hayward so good? You know, now you, yeah. you're a teammate of his. You, you've played against him in practice and so forth. And, you know, I look at this young man, Cam Hayward, as he's in his 13th year. Remarkable player, remarkable young man. Um, a guy who has got oozes leadership qualities. Uh, as I've said, you know, as I look at his career right now, he's the closest thing we've seen to Joe Green uh, since Joe Green. Yeah. And I think the closest we'll ever get to Joe Green. Uh, but certainly, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into it. And I just thought, kind of throw it out there, you know. Yeah. What, 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 what about Cam <clears throat> makes him so very good? Well, I, I think for Cam, it, I, it's really the body of work, right? It, it's the physicality that he brings to the position, um, the intensity, the durability. Now, think about this. I remember after he was drafted, you know, he didn't get in the starting lineup right away. Well, he was a, what, a couple of years into it. Yeah, yeah. You know, of course, you had the great Aaron Smith and Brett Kiesel and so forth yeah. in the situation. But I remember when Mr. Rooney walked in one day and he said, well, what about our number one pick? What, what's going on here? You know what I mean? Because he hadn't cracked the lineup or hadn't seen much playing time. And it's, it's interesting to look. It's not like he came in and just blew everybody away, although he did fight all the offensive linemen in camp in the first yeah, we, week. Yeah, we did all fight him. <laughs> Every one of ends. Yeah, because he had he – had, before he had the long-arm stab, it was the headbutt. Right, yes. And it was just one of those things where you're just like, like please stop dropping your helmet and headbutting everybody. <laughs> And it was a point of contention uh, yeah. for uh, for us offensive linemen. <laughs> yes, yes. Because it was like when in doubt, because he hadn't he hadn't really learned his hands. Right, and, and he was like baby Huey out there. Yeah, I right. mean he didn't he didn't know what his strength was, and it was just kind of uh, it was just kind of like a, a natural thing for him. It was that he just <laughs> he just had power and size, but did not know how to use it yet. Right. 
It's like when a young Jedi, you know, Padawan learns the Force for the first time. You can't yes. control it. True. It's the emotional side of it. And, man, once he learned to harness that energy, I mean, he just became an absolute game wrecker. Um, his long arm stab is one of the best in the game. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, and, and it, it knocks back everybody. I mean, the whole point, you know, we talk about how, how salivating everybody was in the national media about Quentin Nelson, and he absolutely sat Quentin Nelson down. Oh, I, you know yeah. what? He weaponized <laughs> Quentin Nelson's keister. Yes. When he drove Quentin Nelson, all 340, 50 pounds of them, yeah. into Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, and, and knocked and him out of the gave, game. Gave you the new age butt block. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but but I mean, but Cam but Cam brings that that passion, that fire, that explosiveness, that relentless effort to a team, and you can't help but model it. So when you talk about not only that, the way that he speaks to the team and how he's just a natural leader, right? for that position, which he grown in because, right, he watched other leaders. Right, right. Um, so it was he was groomed into that position and has just tro- truly taken that by the horns. Think about this. Think about the foundation that he got coming here under the, the great John Mitchell. And I say great John Mitchell. If there was a uh, room in, in, in Canton for assistant coaches. Top assistants, yeah. Yeah, he would, he'd be right. He'd be first on the list. I mean, yeah. that guy there, that gentleman, because I have the utmost respect for John Mitchell. I miss talking with him. You know, yeah, one, I miss Coach there, was, too. there was two coaches that just I so missed talking to. One was Dick LeBeau and the other is John Mitchell, two just stalwarts of the NFL, two men that I have the utmost respect for, and I'm so sorry. Uh, well, well, sorry. I'm glad for John that he was able to, you know, step out when he wanted to. But, boy, he just, you know, the lack of, of him. You know, Carl Dunbar is great. And he's doing a great job. Yeah, um, I just I just miss talking to John. Yeah, no, I mean, and Coach Mitch. I mean, but here's a, f- a fun thing about Coach Mitch: you could have so many other conversations with him. Yes, that he yes. was so well versed in. Yep. And so he was he was a, I mean he was not only a football coach, he was a life mentor. Um, he was a wine connoisseur. Wine connoisseur, an art collector. I, who, who does that? Yeah, and I mean and. And has a tremendous collection of wine and art. I mean, I you know he, he had, amazed he, me. Yeah, he had a Picasso. He had a Picasso. Um, Who's Picasso? Pablo Picasso. Oh, oh, the oh the, the one that the his ear or something like that. No, that was Vincent Van Gogh. Oh, uh, Picasso. CJ, CJ's trying to help me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Picasso had very abstract art. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to get into art history CJ's lesson. like drawing things in the air, you know. Yeah, he, he's drawing that his dad is a square. <laughs> Very good. That was good. That was yeah. good. But, um, but, no, I mean, you know, Mitch, Coach Mitch um, just was a guy. I mean, he, ta- he taught me a lot about wine and uh, wine selection mm. and, of course, you know, wine futures, buying wine futures and okay. stuff like that. I wish I would have done it for my kids. I did not do that. It's my one regret that I was not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, to do that, and to, well, 2012 was a great year for wine, and uh, okay. 14 was okay. But, um, but yeah, it would have it would have been nice to do it. But I mean, but he was just he was an individual mass knowledge. I mean, you have to think about yeah. this. This is one of the first guys to integrate football at Alabama. Absolutely. So that story from there to his story career in the NFL um, is just been is is tremendous. And like you said, when you're talking about 
top assistants over time, it doesn't get any bigger than that. And, no. and, and he, was, he was a valuable asset. I'm blessed to have been on the same team with him. Mm, yeah. And I even had to be in his room for a little bit in my career. Yeah, how about that? Because I was on the short yards and goal line defense. And so, you know, and then being there, of course, on field goal block and with the D-line. So, you know, I spent a lot of time with Coach Mitch, and I absolutely love him. And, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's good to know that he's that he's doing well and that he, he got to do it on his own terms. Yes, yes. Um, and I wish him nothing but, but the best. And, you know, I might have to give Coach Mitch a call after training camp just to check <laughs> in on him. Yeah. But, but a tremendous human being that – Cam got to learn under. That's that set the foundation for him I as a used player. I say this, and I, I truly mean it. That Mitch was like a one-man Paris Island. Yeah, you know, he would break you down and build you back up in that shape, manner, and method of operation to create a three-four defensive end. Yeah, whatever he, he, he needed. He was know? the architect. Yes, he was the architect of that of that position. He coached hard. He he was he was he came up under. A, Hard coach Raleigh Dodge, who was my line coach yeah. when I first landed here in Pittsburgh 43 years ago. Raleigh Dodge was a rough-and-tumble type of offensive line coach, and Mitch was the same way. Yeah, and, and he, but here's the thing. As much criticism as he gave you is also as much praise as he gave you. And right. I think that was the other he thing. He had a good balance. It was a great balance that he's going to coach you hard, but when you do good, he's going to make sure you know it. Because he wants to instill and implant those positive habits and those traits. Well, you're in his room. Well, I've talked to Hokie. I've talked to uh, Brett Kiesel. You know, Camp, uh, Aaron Smith, they, uh, Kimo. They all point to Mitch as a guy that was was key to their success. And I'm sure that Cam Hayward is very much in the same manner because there was a difference. Because you 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 know, uh, you just get that great foundational. First time in the league type thing. Yeah. Uh, no, he did. And you think about it, you know, he's at year 13. He yep. had seven years of Mitch as a foundation yep. before he got now six years of Carl Dunbar. Who's done? Who's, who's continuing who's, a great who's job. Co- who's yes. continued along in that legacy line. But it's something when you're the original, right? I mean, it, it's yes, just, it is. He, he was a special human being. And, uh, you know, we that, great, you, we you, miss you, him. you can see that. In Cam, because Cam is the last of that guard. Yes, that's a good point. He's the last of that guard, and once it, once he's retired, then you will have completely a brand-new squad. But the carryover of that philosophy, that style, he leads that type of way, and you can see the young guys following. When in doubt, you know, Carl Dunbar says, when in doubt, watch 9-7. Yeah, there you go. Because he's the man in the room that you always point to. All right. We're going to take a break here. That's the first hour of In the Locker Room. When we come back, Steel City Insider Jim Wexel joins us right here in the locker room. Wolf starts and the ninjas. Maybe a squirrel. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 